Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, it has been suggested that uh, there would be spin and propaganda by its nature. I guess a lot of politics is, in fact, just that. But nonetheless, uh, when it comes to on another level, maybe in a very subtle fashion or subconsciously, uh, people are apt to be uh, manipulated to one extent or another. And I was reading with fascination that uh, the folks at Google allegedly offered search results during the 2016 election season that manipulated voters in Hillary Clinton's favor. This according to the researcher Dr. Robert Epstein, who's a senior research psychologist with the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. Just happens to join us on the line. I should say, by the way, he uh, was an avowed Clinton supporter, so uh, this is all in the interests of, I guess, uh, evidence-based science. Let's get the good doctor on the show. Dr. Epstein, good afternoon, and welcome to The Oakley Show in Toronto. Uh, It's my pleasure. I appreciate your coming on because, you know, we're in the middle of an election campaign ourselves, and uh, your suggestion is that Google had manipulated search results that could have an impact on how people voted back in 2016 in the States. Is that not correct? Well, I've never said that Google manipulated the search results. I said that I set up a big monitoring system uh, and measured bias in the search results that favored Hillary Clinton, whom I supported. Uh, but I can't say for sure, you know, where the bias uh, came from. Oh, I see. All right. But you're saying that the search results reflected a bias. Definitely. And because I've been studying uh, the impact that biased search results have on opinions and votes, I was able to calculate quite precisely what impact that had on the election. And in this case, I found that uh, that level of bias would have shifted over time somewhere between 2.6 and 10.4 million votes uh, to Hillary Clinton, with no one knowing that this had occurred and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace. Wow, uh, which in that election, given the disparity, I think was 3 million votes in the popular vote anyway. I mean, when we get into the electoral college, I don't know how you break it down piecemeal, but you're saying it's rather, it's not insignificant, is your point? No, it's quite significant, and I set up another monitoring system in uh, 2018, again, found pro-liberal bias in Google search results, but again, not in Bing or Yahoo, that's important, just in Google. Uh, And that level of bias was sufficient in 2018 to have shifted upwards of 78.2 million votes to Democrats. Now, that's scattered across hundreds of elections because 2018 was a midterm uh, election here. I've been asked, actually, to set up monitoring systems in Canada. Uh, That's that's not on my radar right now, but uh, we need those kind of monitoring systems really around the world. Canada could certainly uh, use one. It's too bad that there's not one running right now. Well, amen to that. So uh, what is the caveat here? First of all, what form does this bias take? How, how do you determine that there is, in fact, inherent bias? Well, quite objectively, um, again, my work meets the very highest uh, standards of scientific integrity, and it always has for almost 40 years. And uh, in this case, uh, we recruited, uh, kind of Nielsen style, we recruited uh, 
uh, we recruited so we people we called field agents around the country. So in 2016, we had 95 field agents in 24 states. We installed special software on their computers that allowed us basically to look over their shoulders when they were conducting online searches on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. Now, this is with their permission. We're basically looking over their shoulders, and we're preserving election-related searches that they conduct. Now, normally those just disappear, right? That, mm. Those are called ephemeral events or ephemeral experiences, Google calls them. But we preserved them, and we had them streaming into us 24 hours a day for several months before the election. We preserved them, and then we analyzed them. We preserved more than 13,000 election-related searches and the 98,000 web pages to which the search results linked. We had the web pages rated for a bias uh, using independent observers, and then we simply uh, did the calculations to see whether there was bias uh, in anyone's favor. Uh, to my surprise, we found pro-Clinton bias in all 10 search positions on the first page of search results, but we did not find that bias uh, on Bing or Yahoo. So this was this was a Google phenomenon. So let's just then extrapolate and suggest, uh, theoretically anyway, if we in this Canadian election went to uh, Google and typed in, you know, Justin Trudeau or Andrew Scheer or, uh, you know, any of the other candidates, depending on what popped up as you were typing that in, you're saying the bias uh, may be positive or negative, depending on the candidate, but somewhere along the line, that is a consequence of the algorithms that are established by the folks at Google? Oh, precisely. Uh, they have total control over what the algorithms show people. Uh, they take great pride in sending us personalized search results, so that tells you the level of control that they have. Uh, so uh, it's not just typing in a candidate's name, by the way. It's typing in hundreds of different possible search terms uh, that might uh, lead to articles that make the candidate look good or bad. Uh, so there's very little doubt that there is very strong bias in Google search results uh, favoring or not favoring Trudeau. And again, unless you have monitoring systems in place, all of those experiences are lost. They're all ephemeral, meaning they're just short-lived, they disappear, they're, they, they're, they're not stored anywhere, and you can't go back in time and figure out what people were shown. No monitoring system means no information, and it means one of the most powerful types of influence that's affecting people's votes uh, is, is not being tracked uh, in Canada. So nobody would know except that you've done this study and yours is empirical data. Now, is this, does this work in a very subtle way or on a subconscious level, this behavioral modification, if you will? Well, John, that's an excellent question. And that's one of the most disturbing things about this is that people can't tell that they're being subjected to this type of influence. Uh, we did a big study in India in 2014, more than 2,000 people uh, around uh, the country who hadn't yet voted, 99.5% uh, of the people in our study uh, had no idea that they were seeing biased search results. People can't see it. In that sense, this is a subliminal type of influence. People end up concluding they've made up their own mind. That is the most dangerous kind of influence there is. Again, with Robert, uh, Dr. Robert Epstein, Senior Research Psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. So uh, with those bona fides, obviously, uh, this is your life's work. Now, you've gotten very granular on it. Uh, Let's even take it to the point where the algorithms that are determined by people at Google, uh, what do we know about their backgrounds? 
we know that uh, in the United States, about 96% uh, of their donations go to Democrats. Uh, we know that Hillary Clinton's uh, chief technology officer was a former Google executive. Uh, we know that Google was uh, Hillary Clinton's largest uh, largest donor as a company, uh, and that Eric Schmidt, the head of Google, offered to run her tech campaign. So they have very, very strong political bias. In recent weeks uh, from the company, we've also seen that they're determined to make sure that Trump is not reelected. They've made that very clear. And they're going to use every possible means at their disposal uh, to make sure that Trump is not reelected. Now, of course, I'm going to try to uh, to counter that by setting up a very large, very comprehensive mo monitoring system uh, that can analyze data as it's coming in, and I uh, hope we can get do this on a you know large enough scale so that we can report irregularities as they occur, literally uh, weeks or months before the election. Uh, maybe that will get. Google and some other companies to back off on these manipulations. Uh, maybe not. Maybe they'll they'll just ignore us and keep going. But I but with the amount of data that we're collecting, I believe that if they do that, uh, if they just continue with these manipulations, it means that they'll be subjecting themselves to public disgrace and possibly to uh, criminal prosecution. But Dr. Epstein, now uh, I said at the outset uh, that you're a supporter of Hillary Clinton. Were donated to her campaign, uh, and yet. I know that she's actually suggested that your uh, research is uh, flawed and uh, so on and so forth. So is your study here uh, based on ethics or is there anything else prompting this? Well, my work is rock solid. Uh, it, it really is a shame uh, that Hillary did this recently. The information she got, she got straight from Google. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure she personally never looked into this. But had she looked into it, she would have found what anyone else has looked into it who's looked carefully at my work. My work is is rock solid, and the kind of uh, influence that I've reported, I mean, that I described in a in a scientific paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Uh, and, you know, my work has been uh, peer-reviewed, and, uh, you know, it, it, it is, it, you know, it, it meets every possible standard of, of scientific integrity. So that was very, very... Uh, troubling to me when when she did this, uh, you know, she was just replying to a tweet from President Trump, but unfortunately, she she chose to go after me and replying to Trump, uh, and I, that can't be undone. So I just have to live with that, unfortunately, for the rest of my life. But uh, yes, I'm I I have never been a conservative. I don't have a conservative bone in my body. Uh, the reason why I've been studying this and reporting what I find is simply because I put my country, I put democracy, I put the free and fair election uh, ahead of my politics, ahead of any candidate or any political party, uh, because basically we have nothing if, uh, if the free and fair election is just an illusion and, and the outcomes of elections are being controlled by, uh, by a couple of big tech companies. I mean, in that case, uh, you know, what has – what has become of democracy? It doesn't doesn't really exist anymore. Well, you know, maybe as an ominous postscript, because we have such a huge undecided uh, element in this upcoming election, according to the polls, 26% plus, uh, you do say that uh, this information that's posted high in Google search results is going to shift opinions among undecided people dramatically uh, because they trust well, you. Uh, my work shows without doubt you can easily shift 20% or more of undecided voters 
without their knowledge, up to 80% of undecided voters can be shifted in some demographic groups, again, without their knowledge and without leaving a paper trail. And by the way, uh, you know, this notion of ephemeral experiences using these these, these little sh short-lived experiences to manipulate people, mm -hmm. uh, it's true, that's what I study, but I'm not making up that expression. That expression comes from an email that was leaked from Google to the Wall Street Journal last year. Literally someone at Google saying, how can we use ephemeral experiences to change people's attitudes about Trump's travel ban? So they know within the company, they know full well what they're doing and they know the power they have and they exercise that power. So finally then, how do the great unwashed, and I use that term reverentially, <laughs> uh, countervail this or at least have the chops to recognize what's going on? You know, there's steps we can take as individuals to try to protect our privacy and our family's privacy, and I think everyone should do that at, at the very least. If, if you go to uh, my7simplesteps.com, that's my7simplesteps.com, you can get to an article of mine, learn how to protect yourself and your kids. Uh, but, uh, you know, this larger scale problem of, of online manipulation of elections, uh, we as individuals can't do much. We, we've got to call on our elected officials uh, and they've, they've got to take action uh, and, and quickly because I believe if this problem is not nipped in the bud uh, very soon, it will be impossible uh, to, to do because they're, they're, they're literally putting more and more people into uh, positions of high office and high authority uh, that support Google and that are accepting uh, donations from Google for their campaigns, in which case uh, no one is going to take action against them. Well, you put out the clarion call. I appreciate your coming on and issuing the warning. Fascinating stuff. Uh, we'll see by way of follow-up, and I hope to talk somewhere down the road. Thanks for your time, Dr. Epstein. My pleasure. Thank you. You got a Dr. Robert Epstein, senior research psychologist with the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.